0: This week's episode of Mixtapes with Mike is brought to you by Freestyle Skate Store. skate shop that is the foundation of the local skateboard scene in Newport in South Wales. They haven't paid for this ad, but their owner Grim, who was previously a guest, has been so supportive of this project that I wanted to say thanks by giving him a little bit of promotion. So if you want to buy anything that is skateboard related, or if you want to buy some cool hoodies, t-shirts, beanies, accessories, they've got everything you need, then you need to check out Freestyle Skate Store on Instagram. They're very close to 10,000 followers, so you can help them out with that. And you can support an independently run skateboard shop that is one of the best in the UK.
1: Now, when I was a kid, I used to sell weed. I wasn't a very good drug dealer. It was crap, actually, because half of it was time,
0: (laughs) right? (laughs) So
1: you you can either get oregano or time off me, bro.
0: welcome to mixtapes with mike the podcast where i invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice we're going to talk about each song and if you like the sound of what you hear you can listen to the mixtape in full by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode it's that simple so if you're the kind of person who'd like a new mixtape each monday you should probably subscribe to this podcast but that's enough of the hard sell let's talk about music This week's guest is a musician and songwriter who has fronted not one, but two groundbreaking rock bands. And when he's not recording or touring the world, he's DJing or presenting or writing. He seems to be in perpetual motion, and his name is Benji Webb. How you doing, man?
1: I'm all right, you know, bro. Yeah, life's good, man. Life's good as it can be at this present time anyway.
0: It's a weird time to be alive, isn't it?
1: Amen, brother. Amen. I just find it so... Up and down. It's definitely a roller coaster ride. This 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 part of twenty twenty has been a, a roller coaster ride and a half. Emotionally, physically, mentally, yeah, it's been difficult.
0: Yeah, I, look, I've I, you know the the listener won't thank me for saying it because I've said it before, but for the first month of lockdown, I mostly ate like it was Boxing Day. <laughs>
1: yeah I was drinking a lot in the daytime as well tell you the truth bro um,
0: yeah yeah like, and I'm not a massive one for drinking at home but then it just got to the yeah. point where I would do it every day just for some yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I, I found myself I found myself getting right into exercise a little bit more than normal so i I got myself a decent bike and I was riding like an hour a day mm-hmm. like 15 miles a day for and I did that like six days a week and you know I kept a lot of weight off so I could actually make more room for beer you know what I'm
0: saying? That's fair enough that's fair enough like I I then had a bit of a health kick the second month and we just tried to eat better you know like me and my missus mm-hmm. and i got got a little bit of exercise here and there um but I've kind of reverted back to the eating thing I just need to get back in the good habits so balance it's all about balance bro exactly. get the balance right then you
1: can go wrong boom selection
0: <laughs> alright so like for the benefit of anyone who hasn't Heard of you or not already aware of what you work? Um, You are the lead singer of the band Skindred. Yes, sir. Uh, How long has Skindred been going? Skindred been going
1: 20 years, my friend. No way! Years. Yeah, man. We started this band in what '99. Me and Dan Pugsley started the band, and uh, we've had the same lineup too for 20 years.
0: That's crazy. Like it doesn't seem. Yeah, we
1: must. We must be fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> it doesn't feel like that long, you know.
1: Look, mate. I'll be honest with you. When I look back and I look at pictures and, and look of, of our career, it, it doesn't seem long at all. And actually, I'll be honest with you. I feel like this is the start of the. I know it sounds like we've been doing it a long time, but I'm. I still got that passion and that. You know that goal that I feel like it's just the beginning. I really do.
0: That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, man. There's a lot of people who do it for that long, and they, their uh, their attention gets uh, directed elsewhere, and the quality of the work goes down. So, like, it's yeah. It, it's rare that people maintain that that um, that drive and that energy for, yeah, for I, what they it's do. It's
1: crazy because it's nothing to do with me, you know. I mean, like, whether I'm playing a pub with six people and a blind man and his dog. Or playing in a festival with eighty thousand people i get the same passion and the same buzz. you know that's just something I've, I've always had i just i just love to spread the word of peace you know love to spread the word of, of of people coming together black white whatever else chuck it in there as well like they can all come as long as they're nice you know what that, i mean and that's and that's the way i've looked at skindred from day one
0: mate that's a good perspective to have um but before skindred you were in a band called dubwar
1: I was in a band called from Newport. All the boys from Newport. St- Dub War still going. I'm still writing with the guys from Dub War now. Dub War to me is like my mistress. You know what I'm saying? You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but Skindred is my wife. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, but we we've been writing some new stuff, and it's been it's amazing because this lockdown, as much as it's taken away from a lot of the stuff i love to do it's given me time to do other stuff you know so i found myself working on different projects you know working with different bands and stuff like that so it's definitely been a time as much as i love performing and i want to go and perform hence i can do it because it is bo- bollocks but it's given me so, uh, so much more so i've had time to write some great skin dread new skin dread stuff some great dub war stuff and, and a few other things too
0: no no i absolutely i completely uh, agree man like uh, I originally launched this podcast back in 2017 when I was on paternity leave and then I went back to work and I was and I was working full time new dad and was doing stand up and it just kind of fell by the wayside because I put a lot of pressure on myself to actually sit in the same room as as, as the as the guest with uh, a digi recorder because I thought that was the way it had to be done and then yeah. with lockdown and with platforms like Zoom and whatnot I was just thought, like, well let's let's just try and see see what it's like and it's been a revelation and i'm talking to people all over the world now
1: yeah and yeah. it's made so much it's made, you, it's made your office much more wide you know yeah
0: exactly and, and and because you're not you don't have to sort of worry about traveling to a place to meet at a certain time and whether the room's going to be quiet enough to record like it's whenever it's convenient for the guest i can jump on and we can have the conversation and whenever it gets edited and put out, it's fine. And it's been loads and loads of fun. And people are really receptive to it. Like, people are really sort of enjoying what what we've put out. And uh, I've got to talk to some really interesting people like yourself. It's been great.
1: Yeah, man. That's working, brother. That's working. That's what I'm saying about a, um, a bad opportunity you've turned good. And that's great, man. That's great. That's what we all should be doing, you know, turning this bollocks into something positive.
0: No, that's you're absolutely right. So, I looked at your mixtape. And I would say it's an eclectic mix. There's a there's there's a few there's a few left turns and a few surprising songs. And and I'll, I'll be honest, the first one I was not expecting. So yeah. you, tell me who your first track's by.
1: Well, my first track is by Al Johnson and Bing Crosby. Now um, I've always been a, a big fan of um, Bing Crosby's, and I just stumbled accidentally upon this song and the reason why i like this so much is because you know how gangster rap gets such a bad deal Mm -hmm. this song is talking about going out getting a knife and stabbing a spanish guy you know and you're talking about al johnson and and you're talking about al johnson and bing crosby i'm they're the pillars of society but yet they're the worst gangster rappers rappers the little wayne you know what i'm saying
0: yeah, I suppose it's just the context and the way this it's... Well,
1: when you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics blew me away because this guy this guy takes his girlfriend to a bullfight and she falls in love with a matador and next thing you know, he wants to kill him and stab him and all this stuff. And it's just the whole story of it. But it's something that always grabbed me when I listen to this and it makes me smile because I know Al Johnson does the blackface, but I see beyond that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't beat him up for that. You know, I, I just enjoy the song for what it is and the lyrics for what they are.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, back then, like, there's, there's this whole thing, like, with jokes and stuff, where, like, because we'll we'll quite often say things that are provocative to get a reaction out of people, but yeah. our, our intention is never to upset someone. Our yeah. intention is to surprise them into to laughing. So if someone takes yeah. offence, that that's taken, not given, because they don't know what our intention was in the first place. That's right, yeah, I believe that. And back then, I certainly don't think his intention was to upset people but i think it became like a gimmick or like a shtick
1: well that's what happened in not it that's what happened to the whole blackface thing you know originally that's what it was but we know better now you know man men and women and people know better than to put blackface on now but for me the spaniard by al johnson's banging that's the song for me, you know? And that's the one I'd love to open up with and make the people listen. Ah, it cost me five shillings to fetch it. Oh, the expense it has caused me much pain. Well, but the pawnbroker promised when I've killed Spigone, he'll take it in pawn once again. That's nice. Oh,
0: yeah. All right, so moving on from Al Johnson and Ben Crosby, who are we listening to next? Next up, we're going to listen to the Sex Pistols. Now, that's a gear change, Benji.
1: <laughs> I just, you know, I'm so eclectic when it comes to music. Um, there's only two kinds of music for me, and that's good and bad, and I'll be the judge. What is that? You know? No, that's uh, fair the enough. Pistols, the pistols for me, when I was a little kid, I'd seen them in the newspaper and, and little bits. Because you remember the good thing about when I was young, when you, when you got a record, you'd have to order the record yeah. from the record store. You never knew what the record sounded like. You didn't know if it was going to be good or bad or indifferent, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not like today we can just press a button and you see a band. You had to wait for the record, and when the record came, and when when the, uh, the album of the Pistols dropped, I couldn't believe it. it. Was like I don't know, I'd never heard because I grew up in a house listening to a lot of reggae music, um, a lot of um, R and B, James Brown, Otis Redding, and stuff like that. So when the Pistols come along, and all my all my all my friends and, and all my white friends, they were all getting into it. I, as a black kid, I was like, I shouldn't be into it, and I felt naughty because I was listening to the Sex Pistols. You know? <laughs> oh man, dears. And then I bought myself. And then I bought myself, um, I think actually I never even bought it because I am I'm, I'm from the poor hood, bro. You know, I mean I was the sort of kid to say I was sort of kid to say to my dad, Dad, there's a trip to France. And my dad say, Is there? Good for fucking them, because you ain't going.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was
1: like so I had to go out of my way with the pistols and the punk thing to actually make all my make my bondage, rip up my t-shirts. I even got this old nurse's uniform and put anarchy in the UK on it. I was pretty punk rock as a kid, like at twelve to thirteen years of age. But this song for me is so Johnny Rotten, so it's such a it's a freedom setting song. You know, it's, it's such a song. It's like it's got I want to be me, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. And that's how I felt as a kid growing up listening to this song.
0: All right, so that's the Sex Pistols, who we're listening to now.
1: Next up is um, a gentleman from the West Indies, uh, a Caribbean island called Jamaica. This guy's name is Johnny Osborne. Now, if his name was cooler, like Barrington or something like that, I'd have called my son after him. I love this guy's voice from day one. Johnny Osborne, for me, um, he is uh, a reggae artist that sets the bar high. Vocally, and uh, even when I sing my own songs and write my own songs, I often think to myself, What would Johnny Osborne do? You know, so this is a voice that which has carried me through a lot of a lot of times, and a voice that I've always listened to for tranquility and peace. You know what I mean? It's, it's one, he's one of them singers that just knocks it out the pack every time. And this song by Johnny Osborne, If Your Love Is So Strong, defines the time. The band that, that, that was playing the music is a band called Roots Radics. And they were a, a house band at the, the stable. What I call a stable It's like a label sort of stable kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And all these different artists was using this band. And Johnny Osborne did this album called Fally Lover. And I just fell in love with it.
0: All right. So moving on from Johnny Osborne, who's up next?
1: Next up is uh my old friends good people the band that actually went this particular band i was a little kid and i was obviously i was into the pistols and then all of a sudden i hear this band that were playing my father's records but yeah. in a punk style yeah you know i mean like my father was a massive he had a lot of toots and the maples records and all of a sudden i'm hearing toots and the makers played by a bunch of black kids and white kids from coventry and they're playing it in a punk rock style so you listen i'm listening to pressure drop um message to you, Rudy. All these songs, Monkey Man, all these songs that my father had that originally I listened to, all of a sudden they're coming back at me with these kids looking as cool as hell from a council estate and they're delivering it in a way that I definitely could accept and love. You know? So this is an original song because they did a lot of covers, like I said, they did a lot of uh, old Jamaican Ska covers, but this is an original song by The Specials.
0: Okay, now with The Specials, there's a the, there's a there's a whole thing about like the sort of disenfranchised youth, especially in a city like Coventry, which at the time which was falling apart. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's not much better these days, although some of my friends won't thank me for saying it. But um, <laughs> so, like at that point, you the the music that the music that was almost kind of passed down to you by your dad has now been repackaged, and all of a sudden. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying, and that's the beautiful thing about it.
0: So you you felt like all of a sudden it was yours.
1: Oh mate, this, this scar, this black this black kids and these white kids doing this, this British scar thing. Like you said, my father introduced me to this, but not sat me down and said, Son, you gotta listen to two metals. You know, he didn't do that. He just played it in the house, like you know, the yeah. James Brown, Black and I'm Proud, all that stuff was going on in my house. But I'm on a street like a kid, snotty you nose know, in Ringland, and then all of a sudden I'm hearing this stop you're messing around and I know I've heard that at home. Yeah. You know, so definitely it it, it just it just grabbed me. I watched them for the first time and I said to myself, I actually think it was the specials that I watched that I said to myself, I want to make music which involves black and white people that takes music from the West Indies, Caribbean vibes, and also from from the sound of the UK, the British metal rock sound. And I want to make music like this. And it was because of this band, I started making music in the way I do.
0: so following on from the specials who are we listening to next
1: okay so um i heard run dmc Watched them on tv and that you know the whole hip-hop thing was coming up i can't remember what it was around what year it was so i said right run dmc are playing i want to see that song walk this way run dmc and aerosmith wicked i want to go watch this got myself a ticket went to the concert sat sat down in the newport center Okay, uh, there's a guy called um, Eric B. I think his name was. No, it wasn't Eric B. was Derek B. That's right. It was a British rapper called Derek B. He went on first. And these times, I go when I used to go to concert, I was there like at two o'clock in the afternoon waiting to get inside because yep. I never knew no better, you know. So anyway, um, I'm sat there. Um, Eric B. came or Derek B. came on. He did his thing. Next up, the lights went down, and all this noise started happening. I thought it was like a riot going on. And next thing, you know, this guy ran on stage with a clock. And he's running up and down, and then there's other black guys on there, and there's guys with Uzis and cages, and they're, they're flipping their guns up and down and doing all this army stuff. I was blown away. They never even had to play a tune. All they were doing at that time was just having an air siren and talking. Yeah. So anyway, they kicked in, and from the moment they kicked in, the lights came up. I seen Flavor Flavor, I seen Chuck D, seen Terminator X, and that was me. I was a hip hop fan. When I say hip hop, I mean that New York sound of that time, mm-hmm. it blew me away. I, I, I don't even think I stayed to watch uh, um, Run DMC. I think I was that excited to try to get backstage or run around the building to see if I could meet Flavor Flav. But I'm a big fan of Flav, Flavor Flav to this day, you know. So yeah, and when they dropped, I didn't think they dropped this song, or they might have, but whatever it was, when I heard this, I knew this this band was for me. They made that song for me. This is the song that I put on on a Saturday night when I'm putting my lipstick and eyeliner on, getting my shit together to go out. This is the fucking song I put on, bro. (laughs) Hypes me up me. It hypes me up. It me up then, and it still hypes me up now.
0: All right. So this is.
1: Fight the power. All
0: right. So we're still we still in, still in the realm of hip hop with your next track. Who's your next yeah, track? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. I, like I said, you know, I mean, for me personally, I love, I love. I, I don't really understand hip hop today. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to try and fucking tell people I, I, I don't understand it. But this package, this, this Public Enemy, this NWA, even Tupac, even, even Biggie, I, I get it. I get it totally from beginning to end. Now, when I was a kid, I used to sell weed. I wasn't a very good drug dealer. It's crap actually because I it was timed, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to get. oregano or thyme off me, bro. Pick your choice. And even I got to the stage when I was wrapping up big dog biscuits and selling it as Rocky. Anyway, so (laughs) that was my Moroccan. So anyway, I'm in a car. My mate comes in, he got a tape. A tape i'm in the back of the car and he said come to Cardiff for me i'm like no oh, fuck Cardiff, bro i'm not gonna Cardiff for you he said what are you going down there for he said i gotta go see some guy about a dog i said nah, i don't want to see no guy about a dog he said all right then as he said that he pushed this tape in right because he was talking to me with the tape in his hand like i see him waving the tape around i do to think what the fuck on that tape he pushed the tape in and i heard the words you're now about to be in the fucking street knowledge yeah when i heard him when i heard that voice and the tune kicked in and it, I was just—it was like listening to the Pistols for the first time, listening to Public Enemy, listening to N.W.A. I was like, "Oh my god!" So and I actually, I actually stayed in the car and listened to the whole album all the way there and on the way back. And by the time I got out, I was a nigga with attitude. You know, it just <laughs> funny, bro. I was like, "This shit, don't. No. Yeah, and I, yeah, I'm just blown away by the way our N.W.A. delivered it. I never heard anything like it before. It was so street. It was so now you know they were selling drugs they were fucking beating people up just like we were at the time so i really identified with it you know nwa and fuck the police i don't like them either (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right now benji we've we've had like a a nice little consistent run of some hip-hop history And, and now we have what is technically known as a hard left turn who's this by
1: this is a a band i i think you know what i think they're from the midlands too so the midlands got a connection you know look you you got you got the specials you got Ozzy osborne sabbath and you got this band now as far as i am concerned, this band does a christmas song every year this christmas song will never ever get hold this christmas song will never ever i i mean listen i dj up and down the country when the world was different i used to dj and this song, I would always end every set, whether it would be January, February, March, April, or May. I didn't give a fuck. I playing this song every time I finished. I say, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to be here in Stoke on Trent. I've had a wonderful time. You guys been fantastic. Have a wonderful year. If you don't, if you didn't like what I was saying, fuck you. Here's Slade. Merry Christmas. Boom. <laughs> and I drop it every time. And you know what, brother? I play this song always. I even did a cover of it on my classic rock to rock steady album, Isolation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when has it ever been a pleasure to be in Stoke-on-Trent
1: fuck knows I knew there was a terrible name to call so I tried to call that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I mean
1: what I'm saying is when you DJ when I DJ as a DJ right? when, when, when people book me to go and DJ I don't always end up in London bro I don't know. I, end up in, I end up in fucking backcountry bushwater you know what I mean but I'm telling you when you are with the backcountry bushwater you're always having a good time bro no one's too cool for school. Everybody's nice and polite. No one you know, you don't get no trouble, you do the DJ set, you play, you get fucked up, you go back to your hotel, the next day you're on the train with a hangover. Beautiful. Give me Bushwick or Backstage, any day.
0: No, no, you know what? You're absolutely right. Cause some of the best gigs I've done as a comic have been in the proper gritty working class places where the people are down to worth and they're just there to have a good time. There's no airs, no yeah. graces, no pretence. That's
1: like there's nothing like that, you know I mean? You know, don't get me wrong, if there's no rider, I'm kicking off like a motherfucker, you know what I mean? Where's the fucking you here, you wanker? You know, I'm dropping all that. like, you know, what, what you say, me? You know, I'm dropping that. but they always treat you well when you go to the back, when you go to the backwater, you always treat, they always treat you well, put you in decent hotels, and, and it's nice to be there. You feel like you, because I feel when I play music, whether it be other people's music, I'm giving something to to people and it's nice to be appreciated when you do that but I always play this song by Slade no matter what time of year it is if I DJ this is on the list.
0: So, if, if there is a way to follow on from Slade, how do you do it?
1: Brother, that you know, all the bands I'm putting, I'm putting on you have not just been songs that <laughs> hit me. They've been songs that hit me hard, bro. And I fell in love with them. And there's been a concept that's actually added to my life. Now, next up is a band that I, well, I discovered only about three or four years ago. A friend of mine said, have you checked this band out? And they had blackface on as well when they did their shit. So it must be something with black faces. You know what I mean? They, they blacked up as well. The girl, what's her name? Yolandi, she had a black fake. It, it looked like, the video I see for this song looked like um, an a work of art, you know? And the fact that they took, Mike Tyson is one of my favorite boxers. I love Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? He's the same age as me. He always, oh, even when he was in trouble, I always got, I always had Mike's back. Anyway, so Diamantwerp, who I love, I was listening to their record, and all of a sudden this song came on. And at the end of the song, there's this. Can you remember Mike Tyson was telling people he's gonna fucking eat their babies, and he's gonna do this, and he's gonna do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was in a bad place, and he was pretty naughty. But these guys from Diane Twerp took it on themselves to write the, to write, to, to write a piece of music to Mike Tyson and get someone else to do the rap. So basically, what Mike Tyson said at this um at this, uh, what do you call them, press thing. This band from South Africa took, this, took the words that he said and they didn't just um, make it. They didn't just put the sample of Mike in there. They redid it and it's, it's just outrageously. I mean, the lyrics are fucking crazy, but it, it's so Diane Twerp and it's so Mike Tyson and that's the a combination I cannot fail to entertain me.
0: All right, so this track is?
1: This track is Diane Twerp, fuck you, with Mike Tyson shit at the end. Bang it!
0: I got stress and double guessing because I won't do what I'm supposed to. I don't know you. What we say you low to. My little two friends, I'm telling you, and I told you. What? Try to speak, but your tongue's frozen. Inside Africa, I sleep with both of my eyes. Open. All right. So, we've listened to Diane Tward. Who we listen to now? We listen to my, um,
1: my, one of my heroes, bro. He's been with me since I was, wow, since I was 11. Um He's been an encourager. He's been an uplifter. Um, I've travelled with him, as in in my record collection, and he's always been there for me, from the first day I heard his first song to even to the last album recorded. We're listening to Michael Jackson, Sir Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't believe shit about any pedophile shit, even whoever says that, can get the fuck out of here. I love Mike, I love MJ, and this song is "Rock With You" by Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah, there is. There's a, there's a, there's a tough call there, where people, no one really knows for sure, whatever's,
1: you don't know for sure, you don't know for sure, Well, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, but at the same time, I'm not throwing my copy of Off The Wall away. Like- no
1: mate, and I'm not letting them babysit for me either. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But Uncle Michael's here. Everybody, Uncle Michael's here, everyone sit down, Michael's gonna talk to us about that. Uh, hey Benji, can I take, can I take the, the kids to the store? No Michael, you can't take them to the store, <laughs> but I'll come with you and we'll all hang out together. Is that okay? Uh, I think I'm gonna leave, i am cool with that. you know. But anyway, no matter what, I wouldn't leave Michael Jackson with my kids. I wouldn't leave fucking Mike Tyson with my kids. But what I'm trying to say is this song touches me every time from the drum roll to the end. Yeah, Michael Jackson, MJ, baby, all the way.
0: All right, so moving on from Michael Jackson, who's on now?
1: Oh yeah, we're going back. Listen, now we're about to play a song. Now this guy's like, I think his name, his real name's Glover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he was in Star Wars. He's been in a bunch of movies. He's still he to, he, he, uh, he got his own TV show called Atlanta. This guy here, you know, he's just come into my life in the last two years. He seems to be very strong in his in his, in his beliefs and the, and, the, and the lyrics. And this guy is called Childish Gambino. And the reason why I like his name Childish Gambino is because I'm a big Sopranos fan. And <laughs> this guy sounds, to me, I gotta tell you something. This guy to me sounds like he's one of the guys. He's a good fella from over there. Childish Gambino. Huh? It's a great fucking name. Love it's,
0: it. It's definitely a good fella's kind of name.
1: Definitely, yeah. So anyway, when I heard the name, I was like, who the fuck's that? And then see he was black. And then I heard that this song, which This Is America, that's the song you're going to play for me. Which, um, the video, again, I think, in this day and age where videos are dying, as in, like, not many people put that much money into them, he knocked it out of the pack when he did the video to this song. And the song, the video, the concept, the lyrics, mighty. And like I said, he's got a great name, Childish campino
0: you slipping my area. the video the video feels like a piece of art it feels like oh,
1: that's what i'm saying bro that's what i'm saying and you know what we're you know i mean like I'm I'm a, I'm, a punk, punk, I'm in a punk rock band and we do videos we do them fucking stupid lyric videos and all that and to see someone take a take a piece of music which he recorded and then do that do that video that he's done so all the people who's listening to this if they don't know Childish Gambino is you need to get on spot, um you need to get on your YouTube thing and have a look for this video called This Is America it's the song is outstanding the performance is outstanding it, it
0: just it just hits it just ticks every box for me and it was hard hitting when it came out but it's become even more relevant as time goes on oh yeah oh yeah oh
1: yeah with all the, with all these black people wanting their freedom and shit it's much more much more yeah look what i'm whipping look how i'm i'm so pretty i'm on
0: i'm so pretty yeah yeah i'm on all right so Following on from Charles Gambino, we find ourselves at your final track. So, yeah, who's this by?
1: This is by a gentleman from Jamaica once again. Uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he was one of the great voices of Jamaica. Uh, reggae music in the 70s, 80s and the 90s is sadly no longer with us. Uh, this is Mr. Gregory Isaacs. This he had an album. Up. My sister used to play an album. It was called More Gregory, and this song. I don't know the. I, I I hear that this song. The whole of the album was recorded in like seven hours in a recording studio in Jamaica, and the whole album More Gregory got a, such a feeling to it that that it's, it's just got it's just got that that laid back. I want to smoke some weed and chill out for the day, you know. And that's that's what this song does to me. But his voice is like no, none others. You know, the way he delivers lines, the things he sings. He's always on about love, 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 and, and this girl left me, and i and you can get out of my house, and all that. That's what, all he sings about. But he does it very well. And the album, More Gregory, is, I think, it would be in my top 10 albums, um, you know, as an artist. And this song is called Permanent Lover, and it's by Gregory Isaacs. need you when the starts to need you when the moon shines above. I need someone to resurrect my love. I need a lover. Not for
0: an hour. I need a permanent lover. Someone who I can't control. I'm so grateful that you came on and did this, Benji. This has been a lot of fun. We've rattled through it very quickly, but I think that's because you're so passionate and you're so... Animated. I'm saying, brother, I know what I'm
1: talking about. That's what it is. You know, if you don't know what you're talking about, I, I, if you're going to be a liar, you've got to be a good one. I'm a good one.
0: So when the world starts spinning normally again, what's going to be yeah. next for you and Skindred? What's What's coming out?
1: Well, we've actually got together 2021. Uh, I think we're starting a tour. Uh, it's the, the tour's called um, Showtime. And it starts, I think, September, October next year. Uh, we're going out with a band called Royal Republic. I believe okay. they're from over there in Europe. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're doing a joint tour with them. So that should be real fun. I've um, um, got this new Dub War album coming out. Dub War haven't re- released nothing in, well, 15, 20 years. And I've been recording some great stuff. I got, because our original drummer left, but since he left, we um we got another guy called Mikey Gregg. I call him Mikey Gregory Isaacs, He's a good brilliant drummer. We got Mikey Gregory drum uh, and but then I had the idea because I because Doublehead had so many f- fans in different bands. So I reached out to Mike Borden from Faith No More. I reached out to Roy from Soul Flying Stone Sour. I reached out to um, Dave from El Nino. I reached out to um Oh, I uh, Jamie from Snot and all the people I reached out to, I said, Look, I'm gonna send you an instrument, I'm gonna send you just the drums, just the guitar, the click, the vocals and all. and you know all the people I just mentioned, they all got back to me and they made this Dub War album sound something else, but I'm really excited about the the, the the for people to hear the Dub War album.
0: Amazing. That's cool. Yeah, and plus I've
1: taken the time in this lockdown, I might as well show you. I know that I know that people can't see, but I've written
0: a children's book.
1: Oh no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the children's book, and um, hopefully, I'm looking for a, um, a what do you call it—a print that sort it out for me. But yeah, so I, I'm, I'm busy, and I'm productive, and I'm positive, and I'm in a good place. And yeah, so I'm going to be doing lots. This thing after this thing's calmed down, and we—I think it's going to be a—I think it's going to be more of a case of us learning to live with this disease. Mm-hmm. You know, learning this, for us to learn to live with it. And when we find a way to do that, I got my—I got my arsenal full of guns, power.
0: Right, ready to well, roll. well thank you very much for coming on man I've really enjoyed thank you bro it.
1: thank you man thanks very much hope we can do it again sometime Defo. excellent thanks man
0: so that concludes this week's episode we've deliberately kept the music played below the conversation because we believe that all musicians should be paid something for what they do So if you'd like to listen to the mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the links in the show notes of this episode. Or you can find and follow the Facebook page, Mixtapes with Mike, and I'll share those links on the post that announces this episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on your social media with anyone you think would enjoy it. It would mean even more if you would leave us a positive review on iTunes as that will help us reach a larger audience. But in the meantime... I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike.